Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, surviving very, very, very poorly in the frozen tundra of Portland, Oregon. I don't know if you saw the news, because you probably didn't, because you probably don't care, but Portland got a massive snowstorm last week, and it's one of the worst snowstorms in Portland history, and this city is completely incapable of handling snow in any way, so it shut, the whole city is still a complete mess. This happened last Wednesday, and the roads, you still can't see the roads, it's just coming up on a down slush. It's, it's, It's pathetic. Meanwhile, it's 40 degrees here in Chicago, so, you know, we're all out here in bikinis and, you know, and Speedos. That voice you hear is my co-host, third-rate Sonic character, Sam the Grizzis. <laughs> oh, man. You guys, okay, so you guys missed it last week. Uh, what didn't make uh, the podcast um, after after Dave Spilly and I all stopped recording, what you didn't see was us playing everyone's favorite internet game is you Google DeviantArt for your first name, The Hedgehog, uh, and it's a good time for everybody. So uh, so that just reminded me of that. I would not play a Sonic the Hedgehog game uh, with Sam the Grezes as a character in it. What would the Grezes be if it was an animal? It's not a good-sounding animal name. It's, it, so- like, it sounds like something that crawls along the ground, maybe yeah, kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Probably wallows in its own filth. Yes, like honest, honestly, like a little like you don't kind of don't want to touch it. It doesn't. It doesn't go fast. It doesn't have cool shoes that let it grind on stair rails. And it can't f- glide through the air and like have big spiky fists or even fly. It's it would not be a good video game character. Anyway, we have another guest this week. Uh, it's been a while, but welcome back to the show, former editor of KSK and general football writer man, Christmas Ape. Howdy, howdy. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. Just uh, sort of getting over my uh, like weekly Monday exhaustion because sort mm. of my turnaround for doing my Vice column is uh, like because there was because the because we we had the delay. The Steelers Chiefs game was pushed back to the night game. Yep. So that, yep, that, that yep. ended up ending at like, you know, midnight-ish, like whenever the Sunday night games usually do. So then I have to like, I end up going to bed like at like 1 a.m. and then waking up at like 5 to write the column. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like half asleep. I mean, I'm obviously like chugging a whole shitload of caffeine, but trying to find the energy to like knock this thing out while like dead tired. Right. Do you write, usually uh, write down notes and stuff while you're watching the game? Uh, yeah, yeah, I keep various, um, I mean, don't necessarily physically write down a lot, but I keep an open email full of stuff just to, like, make brief notes to myself, or else, yeah, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to, especially, like, a regular season week when there's, like, 15 games, I wouldn't be able to remember everything that I needed to keep an eye on. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you're the only person out of the three of us who has a team left in the playoffs, the yep. Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I still listen, listen, I, you know, the Falcons are technically my hometown team now, so I am, like, I, I don't have, my team isn't in, my team isn't in, well, that's, but, That's why you it's know. so warm in Chicago right now, because it's not Bears weather. Yeah, there you go, there you go, <laughs> it's done. Nature's just like, well, it doesn't need to be, like, five degrees, because they're not flying, it might as well be 40. Yeah, yeah, th- we're not paying attention, we can focus on, like, the Blackhawks and, and the Bulls, and, you know, it's, everything is just a little bit brighter, the, you know, the 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 sky that is always gray in Chicago from November through most of March 
is, you know, just a little bit bluer now that <laughs> we don't have to worry about the goddamn Chicago Bears anymore. All right. So before we get into the games this weekend, just a few notes of news that happened before the games did. Some coaching changes that happened after last week's recording. Uh, Sean McDermott from the Panthers is now the head coach of the Bills. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Sean McDermott. That whole, the Bills are kind of just a messed up organization. Yep. Yep. I don't I don't know what's going on up there. It seems like Doug Whaley is like a control freak or something. I have, I have no idea. I don't think Sean McDermott is going into a good situation. I don't but... think Sean McDermott thinks he's going into a good situation, man. He's got to get that head coach money when you can, though. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm not saying he shouldn't take the job, but... I mean, when you look at the Bills job, it's still better than going to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh, Sean McVay, the offensive coordinator for the Redskins, is now the Rams head coach. He's really young. And I think the bigger note here is that there was a Redskins coach that was actually worth poaching. Yeah. Yeah. And and this one actually was. I legit can't remember the last time a Redskins coach was poached to go to another team for a coaching job. Can you? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. And my mind goes back to to Shanahan's, but I don't think that ever happened with with any of them. Well, Kyle, you know? Kyle was sort of like an extended story from that. He was like, right? Yeah, he went. He didn't get a head coaching. He went to like the Browns to to be like the same job, offensive coordinator. So he's one team removed. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's fair. So, but but yeah, and this this guy was worth taking because he know. was he was worth taking, and he took Wade Phillips. He managed to get Wade Phillips, who's basically old enough to be his grandpa, <laughs> to him with the Rams. So the Rams, maybe the Rams could finally live up to expectations. No. No, they won't. No, no, no. The defense no, but, will probably be good, though. But, but what I what I will say is that if if you're gonna if you're gonna fire your coach and you you know you're gonna try and start from scratch, hiring a a very young coach that not many people you know that has been an offensive coordinator for a team that had a good offense uh, that has not been a head coach before in the NFL, you know that's excitement. Right, it's it's a young coach. It's for at a, least new, a young kind of team. Yeah, it's new. It's not a it's retread. It's, right, exactly. Which I think is a good move for the Rams, both in terms of like their team and building their team, but also a good move in terms of getting people. He's young enough and good looking enough for Los Angeles to like yep. him. There you go. Perfect. And I appreciate that because the Browns brought on Greg Williams. Uh, like if if Wade is <laughs> oh, if Wade is better, look, yeah, it makes Greg Williams look worse, which is always great. Yep. Yep, Anything yep. that makes Greg Williams look worse is probably a positive. Fine in my book. The Broncos hired Vance Joseph. It was one mm-hmm. of those names where I didn't know who he was until the hiring, and then I had to frantically Google to figure out who he was. Spilly's been tweeting about him this whole week, uh, and he's been refusing to call him Vance Joseph. He's been calling him Jance Vosif, and for some reason that makes me laugh really hard because that's just fun <laughs> to say. Jance Vosif. It's always good when you get a name that you can swap the first letters of and have yep. it work out. Yep, yep. Uh, and outside, I don't really have too much to say about Vance Joseph because, honestly, I think he's kind of an unknown. The Broncos yeah, will yeah. probably be okay. I don't know what they're going to do with that Wade Phillips, so I expect the defense to regret. Well, the NFL was very yeah. quick to, like, congratulate itself for, like, Vance Joseph and Anthony Lynn. They were like, look, we have minor- more minority coaches now. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, Anthony not not a huge hired. uptick, but sure. I mean, some some progress is good. Oh, wasn't it last year that there was like six or something vacancies and none of them got a black guy? Yep. 
uh, or like none of them even interviewed. Or so, there was there was some. Well, they like, had to interview. Terrible. But oh, that's no, right. Like, there genuine were genuine like, interview. Just really yeah, interview. yeah, right. Yeah, it's bad. pretty pathetic. Mm-hmm. Last bit mm-hmm. of coaching news: uh, the 49ers have interviewed Tom Cable because apparently watching the Seahawks offensive line this year really showed the 49ers who the answer is. In case you needed more convincing that the 49ers are a complete dumpster fire, they interviewed probably the worst possible coach on the Seahawks. I can't believe they did that. Well, they're, like, already going to get, like, Jaguars-level type of coaches because, like, they they obviously wanted uh, Josh McDaniels, and McDaniels is like, no, that's a terrible job. I can just I can just hang out in New England until, like, a really great mm-hmm. job opens Yeah, up. I'd rather stay mm-hmm. in New England yeah, than go to the 49ers and have control again. Yep. For sure, for sure, for sure. Which is smart on his part, but I really want McDaniels to go into a terrible situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah, why not? It, it's fun to watch McDaniels crash and bird. It was fun the first time. It should be fun the second time it happens. I mean, ideally, he would. he's probably just going to like... I mean, if he, I think the smartest move for him is to just like wait out Belichick, even though that's probably maybe another like five years or so. But he could just keep that job with Brady and just like, look awesome and then just assume the new job in new england but then i guess once like brady mm-hmm. and belichick retire maybe it's not quite as great of a job that <laughs> as it would be or it would not be as great of a situation at least as it would be otherwise patriots are probably the only organization that doesn't think of josh mcdaniels as a joke right the, the fans wouldn't be mad about that hire and anything like that i honestly i think belichick and brady once once one goes the other one's gonna go most likely unless brady retires this off season or something like that, Belichick yeah. will probably stick around. But I think both of them probably have a couple years left, and when one's gone, the other's just going to be like, "Yeah, peace out. I'm not going to have the same success without the other." So see ya. My legacy's already wrapped up. Brady was talking about wanting to play till he's like in his mid 40s, like a couple months ago. He, I mean, that who yeah. knows what you know? Like he could always change his mind, and like he could just be like, "Look, I won the Super Bowl. Piss off, NFL. I'm out." Uh, but he's probably going to still, he's like, he, he lives for this, sh- you know, he's not going to. Yeah, he, he's got that ignore everything else, football's life. He's he's competitive, and honestly, he's still good. It doesn't seem like he's falling apart like Peyton was at this age. So Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's talk about the games. And the games sucked, except for one. I, so, I guess, okay, I here's, guess here's the it thing. was better than last week overall, but that's. Not really not high praise no. outside the one game we've had. We've had eight playoff games, and basically one has lived up to the hype. One and a half of them were good, and and here here's the thing. I if you don't know this about me, I uh, I was a theater major major in college. I I did and do act. What they tell you about acting, especially in musicals, is that you can suck. For the entire first, like, most of the first act of a play or a musical. And if, as long as you, uh, right before intermission, as long as you fucking kill the, uh, the outro to act one, the finale to act one, and as long as you are really good, uh, in, like, the fourth quarter of the play and you kill the finale and, and you're really good then, everyone will think the show is great and nobody will remember that, that, Everything before that sucked. And that's what happened this week with with uh, Packers-Cowboys, which was not a competitive game until the half-ish. I thought that game was fun to watch, though. It was. It was fun to watch. I mean, maybe that's coming from a selfish point of enjoying the Cowboys losing. Yeah, I mean, it right. helped that I, right. when it was 21-3. to 3, Everyone's like, oh, put in Romo. It's time. Ah! Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Because there was definitely an element of schadenfreude to that. 
Yeah. But I, I just felt like that game was fun to watch because the offenses were kind of doing things and there was there was actual like drama. Like I compare Cowboys Packers to Steelers Chiefs. Steelers Chiefs yeah, well, was, I guess in some ways more it was, competitive. It was, it was a competitive closer. game the whole way through. It was yeah. tight, but it was kind of a slog until the end and it yeah, was honestly only fun game. at the end because it was a close game and then the and then the one fun thing about it was taken away by the refs like yeah. that two that two point conversion i like we right, can get let, we can let's get into start that, but... let's start on steelers chiefs since that let's. that's the one that's most recent in everyone's mind that one was yeah. kind of interesting it was that holding call was fair yeah like i watched I also... that and i'm just like okay that's holding that's I also don't think you make holding. that call. You know, yeah, that's the only thing that I think Chiefs fans really have right to be sort of mad about is that that call normally doesn't get called, yeah, especially in the in playoffs. the playoffs. In the two point conversions, when do you really ever see that being made? Like that right. call being called? It's it's pretty rare. So I can kind of I can understand the Chiefs fans' frustration, but at the same time, that was definitely a hold. I don't know. I I. I tend to I tend to dislike that. I mean, you had the referees in the the Dallas Green Bay game were like letting all sorts of contact go in the secondary. Yeah, which like yeah, yeah. I mean that affects a game. As, the refs in that game generally were pretty terrible. Right, but that affects a game as much as like making a holding. Like is it affects the game as much as letting stuff go? You know. Yeah. Right, but there's a precedent. You know what I mean? Like there's there's refs are less likely to call penalties in like game is on the line scenarios and in the playoffs and those kind of high pressure things they're much more likely to let them play sure but i mean it's also up to like the discretion of the crew i guess i mean we can't pretend course, like all of course. officiating yeah. crews are the same absolutely i think i course. would have had more problem with it if the hold was ticky tack but it was a pretty obvious hold yeah like, it was a textbook yeah. hold yeah he, he like wrapped harrison around and like kind of like pulled him to the ground like that was mm-hmm. a hold yeah that was a straight hold and then travis kelsey so, got pissed off yeah. i i would like oh man i i i had forgotten that travis kelsey has a little bit of crazy in him yeah he's like he's capable of being an entertaining player he's sort of like he's like gronk gronk plus like 20 to 30 percent dickishness he's a mid he's midwest gronk right. yeah <laughs> like whereas gronk is just sort of like kind of an innocence in the sense that he's just like always playful like Kelsey has, like, a little bit of spite to him. Tra- Travis Kelsey will push you the fuck down right after a play. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely yeah. he was definitely baited into that. Like, Ross Cockrell oh, was, no, like... Oh, to- no, he totally was. Right. He totally was. But, like, but you don't, watching, obviously, you don't it. fall for it. Yeah. <laughs> I still love me, Travis Kelsey, but that was pretty stupid on his part. You can't really do that. He went fucking flying, man. He went yeah. flying. It was like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, did you see the, the LeBron uh, flop from last night with uh, the Warriors? Uh, yeah. Where he, like, barely, yeah. like, yes. scrubbed against dude and went, like, Whoa! I was like a bomb exploding. <laughs> no, Kelsey actually gave it some English, so it's... Not... He, he did, no, he... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cockrell sold it, though, too, so it was a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Good, good performance all around. Good push, good performance. Well done. I kind of hope that I was hoping that game would go into overtime. I think most so was people, I. not Steelers fans, were hoping that would go into overtime simply because we'd get more football, and it finally got interesting towards the end there. Yep. It's I, the Chiefs have found such inventive ways to lose playoff games. They've lost playoff games where they've literally never punted. They've yep. lost playoff games where now uh, they scored two touchdowns and the opponent didn't score any touchdowns and they still lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty remarkable. Six field goals, but 
That's one of the reasons why the rest of the game, I was watching that game as I worked, and I just, it wasn't holding my attention very well at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I was watching Cowboys Packers, I was constantly being pulled away from what I was doing. When I had Steelers Chiefs on, I was I was just kind of, like, glancing over occasionally when they'd set up for a kick mm-hmm. or when a first down would happen, I'd watch a replay, but it, I wasn't like glued to the screen for most of that game. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm like I'm a Steelers fan, so I have a most more vested interest. I thought it was like pretty good overall, and I thought like most of uh, the Seahawks Falcons game was pretty good. Uh, but see, they pulled away at the end. I mean, even like Texans Patriots was like kind of competitive for a while. At least for three quarters, Texans Patriots was. I mean, remotely close. interesting. The thing that kept that is that you knew you knew the Texans couldn't do it because like Osweiler is just yeah. Like, like you, it was just sort of amusing. They're like, "Oh yeah, the Patriots are letting them hang around," but I'm just like, "No, they're gonna need like." They're I t- gonna I even, pull yeah, away. I even like tweeted at some point. I'm like, "They're still like the Patriots." Even when it was like 14 to 13, I'm like, "The Patriots need like three more fluky turnovers for this to really happen." Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But as for the like the Chiefs now, like this is like another year of like it just seems like as long as it's Alex Smith and Andy Reid, they're just gonna be like a 10 win team that just bows out in the first or second round. I think in and. I'm actually pretty sure uh, friend friend of the podcast Ray uh, Ray Rayberg is is going to overhear this and he's going to agree with me. The problem I don't think is Alex Smith. I, Smith, I think the problem is Andy Reid. And uh, you know, as 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 an Eagles fan, Ray, uh, Ray Ray actually was telling me his his dad would like. I, I don't know. He doesn't know what his dad would do with Andy Reid won a Super Bowl. I don't know. I, don't, I, I think he, they both share a pretty good amount of blame. There was like one, there's one big play from the, that Chief Steelers game where like he, where Tyree kills wide open downfield and Smith, it's yeah. like, it's not even a chance, like a thing where like Smith, Smith is being pressured. He just doesn't see him. And that thing, that thing's a, like an yeah. automatic touchdown. And he just like, he just like doesn't see it at all. Yeah. I saw, thing. I saw someone on Twitter posting plays just like picking apart Alex Smith, and there was there was multiple occasions where Smith just didn't see a really, really obvious first down or an obvious touchdown. The most notable being that Tyreek Hill play. I it, remember. I that. think. Yeah. I think it's definitely a combo of both. Reed is not. He's got some flaws that at this point it's kind of baffling that he can't seem to get right. Like how how do you go this long and still not understand clock management? I don't understand <laughs> that. He's been in the league for it's... so long, and he still doesn't know how to manage a clock. I, I legit don't understand. And it seems like I, that would be Alex the easiest Smith definitely part. Deserves blame too, right? It seems like clock management is not that hard. Um, maybe Andy Reid just doesn't have a sense of urgency to him. Maybe he, he just kind of, he's just kind of a lazy walrus. Wal- walruses just are on a there. different schedule. He's on walrus time. <laughs> There's no team in the league that has longer game-winning or game-tying drives at the end of games than the Chiefs. No, I will say mm-hmm. some of that's not Andy. Because, again, like Alex Smith is not like an air-it-out bomb down the field. Like, he can throw deep. That is true. Uh, so, like, I think yeah. that limits, like, that's going to mean you need, like, long scoring drives. Because it's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. dump passes, you know, a lot of just, like, intermediate routes and things like that. I mean, obviously, well, seven minutes is a long drive in the fourth. Had they had they made the two point conversion, no one's really talking about that because then they would have tied. That's true. What I was wondering is where where were the Chiefs that we saw, you know, two three weeks ago, and where was the Alex Smith that we saw two three weeks ago? The one that I guess the Broncos was airing it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the Broncos. They looked like a completely different team. They just mm-hmm. they were just annihilating them. Yeah, and the and the Broncos defense is much better than than the Steelers defense. They kind of regressed, I guess, to that to that form of like 
Alex Smith kind of like dink and dunks. And, you know, I, I guess this is why this is why I, I am more on team Alex Smith, I think, than than you guys. It's just because this season I saw him, his game change. And I thought that he was going to be able to keep that up. Uh, but no, unfortunately. No, I so. think I think at this point we know who Alex Smith is. Yeah. He's not really going to become more than Alex Smith. Yeah. He's he's just going to be Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean like one 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 good game or so doesn't really undo like several like almost a decade of sort of like conservative. Cuz I mean he for he sure, occasionally for sure. will air it out. You remember the uh Colts wild card game a couple years ago? He spent the whole first half of that just lobbing it deep downfield and they went up like a whole bunch of scores and then they got hurt and started falling apart. Mm. But Smith is capable of doing things occasionally, but he's just not going to. He's, he's Alex Smith. We know who he is at this point. He's he's the most bland name in the NFL, and it uh it's kind of appropriate. How are like the, they they held the Chiefs the Steelers held the Chiefs offense fairly remarkable. I haven't really followed the Steelers defense. I've just kind of gone under the assumption it was bad. No, nah, they're decent. It was bad. It was bad to start. It was bad to start the season. It's dramatically. It's like the Falcons. It's yeah. dramatically improved throughout the course of the season. Like the Falcons defense was like pretty much garbage the first half. Ter- terrible. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of, same thing with the Steelers. I mean, James Harrison, he's he's maybe not a great dude, but he's playing like, he's basically like sort of like having a Brady type late 30s. Like, oh, he's having more of a resurgence because Harrison kind of fell off. He was great in like the late aughts through like maybe 2012, 2013. And then he went, then he sort of fell off. To the to, Bengals. Like, yeah, he went to the Bengals for a year and he had a couple of years with the Steelers where he was just like so-so. Um, and I mean, he might have been like the best player on like a bad defense, but now he's like taking it up. Mm-hmm. To, he's like getting close to like his sort of dominant early career stage, which I guess you could port, point to maybe HGH since he was part of that Peyton Manning investigation. Oh, true. I forgot about that. Yeah, true, true. maybe. But I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? But either way, <laughs> either way, drugs or not. I mean, he's also like a huge workout freaks, but they, that's always been the case. <laughs> Drugs work out somewhere in between. Either way, he's playing really well. So what do you guys think of the uh, Antonio Brown's Mike Tomlin locker room video? I think I think that it's it's a really – because the media needs to something to talk about that's not the Atlanta Falcons for some reason, you know? So <laughs> so I really appreciate that they're they're latching on to, to this story that's not a non-story, but only it's – like it's only kind of a story uh, and really kind of blowing it out of proportion. So I, I heard I really about it, and, I'm, and I got excited. It's like, oh, Mike Tomlin uncensored in the locker room, he, and then I watched the video. I'm like, that was tame. He just calls them assholes. And he doesn't yeah. even like refer. He's just like he, he says these assholes have what? It's like these assholes have a day head start on us. So let's get to work. It was completely like it was very tame. It was very much like rah rah pump up. What you were saying before the podcast, they're saying like he's going to be punished internally, and that internal punishment is probably going to be like okay, you buy donuts for the team meeting on Monday or on like Wednesday or whatever. You've got to run an extra lap at practice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate that Mike Tomlin has to say that, you know, it's selfish for Antonio Brown to do that, you know, because I guess it kind of is. But at, at the end of the day, I, like, just fucking, does it matter? No. Yeah, no, no, it's not like he was, like, giving up some sort of form of strategy. It's like, all right, guys, get ready because we're going to, like, press their receivers or something. It was just yeah. like, <laughs> he's like, just be right. They have more rest than you. I mean, the worst thing he said, he, like, he called them assholes, which is maybe, like, the 
the one thing that they could obviously motivation doesn't matter because it's a fucking AFC championship game. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. So like, I mean, they yeah, had the most provocative thing is, is he called, he called, he called the Patriots assholes. Well, but so here's, here's, here's the, here's the nice thing though. At least if you're, if you're a Patriots fan is that you got to know that even before it went on, on Facebook live, Bill Belichick was showing that video to his players, uh, along with, but all he the doesn't know footage. what face chat is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you see that? I did. I can't. The reporter asked I... uh, Belichick about the whole video, and Belichick gave a very Belichick old man response, where he's just, "I'm not on the face chat or the 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 snapper or whatever." See, like this. See, now this is like this. Like it does. It doesn't affect the teams, but like I mean, obviously, I'm I'm a fan, so I'm biased. But like, it just has to mean the Steelers have to win, or else this is going to be. Like, the story doesn't matter unless the Steelers lose, and then it's going to be like a bludgeon. It's going to be like, look, this is what social media does to you. Like, it makes you not focused. And It's going to be the exact same thing that happened with the Giants in the sure, boat. Sure, yeah. if, the, if the Giants had won the game, the boat wouldn't have mattered oh at all. Oh, my God. I hate this so much. I didn't even think about that, and you're totally right. It's just, God it's, damn it. it. It happens every time. When, when that sort of thing happens, if you win, it doesn't matter. If you lose, then it becomes the talking point. Well, what uh, is, especially because, like, everyone who speaks out against that, it's such a performative act. Oh, no, I'm not on Snapbook. I'm, I don't have Facetagram. You I'm know what better it's, than you. You know what it's fucking called. It's been around <laughs> yeah. since fucking forever. You know what Instagram is. You know what Facebook is. You know what Snapchat is. Stop fucking it, performing. Even Bill Belichick, ignorance. whose brain is probably 99% random football, he, he still knows what Facebook is. Yeah, and he is on Facebook. I promise you that he sends embarrassing, like, sing memes and stuff to his family on Facebook. He, he does it, too, just like the rest of our old uncles do yeah how, how else know? is belichick sending all his like articles about donald trump to his yeah there you go there you go <laughs> yeah yeah he's re he's resharing kurt Schilling memes and uh and you know and subtweeting sean spicer and, and you know he has social media so like no i like the idea of him just sitting in his office and being like i have to like share some stuff and tom brady just comes in and tom brady has to act like the kid who's showing his parents how to work the computer <laughs> oh by the way and but and tom brady has like the most like a like most like well cultured facebook presence of any team in the league yes player in the league Ab yeah absolutely well because because of course he would because like giselle helps him with it and that's kind of like mo like a lot of her actual job right. a lot of like tom right? brady is like for real like a facebook tryhard he like tr he like tries yes. To, yeah. he, yes he tries to have this like brand and tries to be cute and funny a lot yeah and it's yeah after every win they post read. like a little cartoon picture and god people who yeah. post cartoon pictures after games are just oh. the worst <laughs> and most pathetic <laughs> people on the planet <laughs> No, my favorite part about those cartoons is he always, like the cartoons are actually kind of kind of cute, kind of adorable. But then he also has like the store section at the bottom of it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And just like yeah, buy prints. Yeah, he's fine. Like the the thing I just like is that it get, it gets turned into like content for various websites. Be like Tom Brady yeah. trolled this team on Facebook and it was amazing. Tom Brady probably didn't even know that picture existed. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady was sitting at home just it, like in his like third hot tub or something like that and a little intern posted a picture he has n he probably doesn't even know the login to his own facebook page. i'm sure he's involved with it because like he he does like actual videos and stuff but i like I, he definitely has some like at least one person helping him with like probably hired to do it for him mm -hmm. but 
he, mm-hmm. I, like he definitely is involved with it to some extent because he'll do like little cutesy videos. I okay, so I we, see like Edelman in a lot of those videos, well, and I feel right. like Edelman's the kind of guy who probably does a lot of that. So it, it and and I was about to bring that up because it pisses me off. Julian Edelman used to actually have a YouTube channel that was worth following. Uh, if you got, do you guys like remember Burger Time and all those like cute, cheesy, like actually funny YouTube videos that he did. He doesn't do that anymore. He just Patriot does... Patriot Way. Yeah, it's, he does, like, Patriot Way videos, and I hate it now. I mean, Belichick I still like... I probably Julian told him Edelman, to get off the but... tube, you. Yeah, I've forgotten about those and those Burger Time things until you mentioned it, but yeah, it, like, it, I'm sure it was, like, part organization funny. being, like, dude, what? This, yeah. is, this is fun. No, no. No, yeah. <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick, like, Bill Belichick saw that two years after, and he was like, Julian, you have to stop. You're showing personality. <laughs> Don't skateboard with protein shakes anymore. Um, and also, I'm sure the fact that woman who like put close to the screen cap, the girl he met on like Tinder or something, who like oh, him. listen, that was great. No, I love that I was great. That. I'm not that was great. That was great. I'm, but I'm sure the team was like, what What are you doing? Even though, like, Dude, yeah, fuck. I, mean, I guess that's a, like not a thing he could have prevented himself without doing, like sleeping. They're doing what two consenting adults do. Sure. There's nothing. I feel wrong like the only person that. on the Patriots who can get away with that is Gronk because he's just. He's basically like he's, he's kind of like the innocent child, yeah, who plays football, and they just they know they can't control him. So, but they know he's not going to do anything genuinely terrible because he's just such a big goofball. Yeah, so, yeah. Gronk gets away with it, but I think that's about it. Since we were kind of talking about uh, locker room internal drama a little bit there and mm-hmm. social media and all that stuff, let's talk about the. Falcon Seattle game. Oh, let's. Oh, let's please. What happened let's there? Uh, the game itself was kind it was it was fun to watch, but it wasn't necessarily competitive. It was definitely fun to watch if you were rooting against Seattle, which I think most of America yep, was. Yep. Yep. Even more if you were rooting actively rooting for the Falcons and rooting against Seattle. So that was very it was very it was a very nice game to be Sam uh <laughs> watching the Falcons. Um uh, so so that was nice. Score the game wasn't nearly as close as the final score. Like the final score was 16 points, but Seattle got a garbage touchdown towards the end there. And also, even even early in the game, Seattle really it it never seemed like Seattle had any kind of control. Like no. it, the the game was firmly in Atlanta. You could say that the they were try time. they were on their heels the whole time, maybe because a lineman had stepped on the front of their foot. Yep. Oh God! I oh my God! I forgot about that. How could I forget about my favorite part of that whole game? That was such a uh, doofy safety. Uh, uh, I'm going to step on your foot, and you're just going to fall you're backwards. You're going to fall over and, like, and like... two points for the other team. <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was delicious. That was, was pretty delicious. much it, because at that point, the game was close, and then Hester's run back gets – amazing run back gets called yep, back thanks for to holding. the penalty, and then on like the next play or maybe the play after that, that, uh, ooh, that little uh, safety happens. It was, a nine point, was it. it was a nine-point swing. Yeah, <laughs> like it literally was a, a nine point swing. Well, or, uh, or tw- I mean, plus the ensuing drive with the field goal, you could. Oh, that's true. That's true. So twelve. I forgot about. I mean, that. we don't know. We oh, don't no, know for I... sure that Seattle would have scored a touchdown on that that drive. Yeah, that's, yeah, we, that's we, true. we don't. That's true. That's but true. It, it went from very... I think Seattle was seven and the Falcons were seven. Yeah, I, I think the game was to, tied. No, it was no, it was 10-7. Seattle could have gone up 17-7. Yes, oh, that's right, that's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was 10-7, right. and then then it was 10-9, and then it was 12-10. to 10, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Seattle was done from then on. Yep. I want to I give a brief shout-out to Devin Hester. 
I he oh man he he I just love him so much and I'm glad that if that was his last game, like if that's the last time we see Devin Hester, he re- he really did because even though Runback got called back, that's still gonna be I feel like that's gonna be one of the very few plays that were called back that people will still talk about. All you know all those big special teams plays, especially that one that or not especially, but even that one that got called back. I think that I don't know. He even had it's a big a return before off. that. He did. He did. He had like, man, he he, was, he had he one was at great. the end of the game too. Yep, that helped them score the garbage time TD. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, a good, so good probably good final you, bow for Devin Hester. I mean, he might maybe yep. he might try to like get on with the team again next year, but I'm I'm assuming he's probably done. Yeah, because like yeah. he looked pretty bad with let's, the Ravens most of the year. So let's talk about what happened in the locker room. Yes, 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 yes. So Michael Bennett, um, noted kind of dick bag, who's also funny. Yeah, funny dick bag. One of the dick bags Fun- that we generally like on the show. What Seattle? They're one of those teams, and the Seattle Times just did sort of like a piece on this. But they're a team that's really fun and charming when they win, mm-hmm. but they're kind of all when they lose or losers when yeah. they lose. And this game was a prime example. And, and uh, Bennett, Michael Bennett, was the the biggest poster boy for this uh-huh. because in the in the locker room post game, he blew up at a reporter, which I I mean, it's it's almost kind of understandable. That's the locker room right after a bad loss. Yeah, like they're gonna the, the emotions are gonna be high. But he 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 told the reporter, "What if you what kind of adversity yeah. have you faced?" Which even not knowing the guy's uh, history with Hodgkin's lymphoma, yeah, yeah, the, the guy recovered. It's still Hodgkin's a lymphoma. dick thing to say, even not knowing that, which yep. I'm sure Bennett didn't know. No, it wasn't. He obviously didn't mean it to 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 do that. But but it's a hilarious know. fact, and he's probably and he, his foot is still stuck in his mouth, and he's gonna have to eat all the criticism for that now. He's gonna have to do one of those uh, like Richard Sherman did that mea culpa on Twitter when he called out the reporter, saying like, yeah. you know, I, you're never gonna, you're never gonna get. I can revoke. I'm your gonna media. ruin your career. Yeah, I'm gonna ruin your career. You won't get media privileges. And then he tweeted, which I actually thought the the mea culpa tweet was kind of funny, where where he was like, uh, Pete says I can't. You know, Pete says I don't have uh, the right to re- uh, to rescind media privileges anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. You know, maybe too little, too late, but it was it was kind of charming. So so look for Bennett to do that. Uh, Bennett, uh, I think what's notable is at the very end of the game, like these games that the Seahawks tend to lose towards these big games, the Seahawks lose towards the yep, end. To the end, they of the act season. like babies at the very end of the game. It happened in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. It happened in this game. Bennett tried to gouge out the Falcons players eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, yeah, you're, you're a piece of shit. My yep. God, he bet, yep. He's just mad about a non Bennett brothers Super Bowl since Mar- Martellus is still in it with the, with the Patriots. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep. We, we had, we had the Harbaugh. We could have had the Bennett Bennett bowl. The Bennett Bowl. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been a lot more entertaining. Except, except, like, I don't want either of those teams in the Super Bowl. That that would have been the only reason yeah. uh, I would have been excited about that game. Yeah, that's but true. Speaking of the Patriots and Seattle, did you see Earl Thomas's tweet? I didn't, actually. He's, What'd during he the Patriots game, he's just like, the Patriots have such an easy road every year. Stick them in our division. Let's see how they do. Which, 
I would love to point out that this year that does not apply at all. The NFC West had the lowest win percentage of yeah, any division. That's true. That's true. That's true. This is the one year you can't claim that. <laughs> you know, I will say, I will say that the Patriots' road to the Super Bowl is easier than anyone on the NFC side. Yeah, I was going to say think, it helped that they got know, the Texans like, in the second round. <laughs> yeah, you got the Texans yeah. in the second round based on the way I you know, I based on the way Pittsburgh played, I don't know, man. I think I think that Green Bay Atlanta will be a much more competitive game than than Pittsburgh uh Patriots. Though, I mean if uh yeah, I mean I the Steelers didn't play great against the Chiefs. I don't think the Patriots had a great game against the No, Texans they didn't. Either. They didn't. They didn't. They they didn't have a very good game. And honestly, I think the Steelers Patriots game is probably going to be more competitive, but really? it won't be as exciting. I think it'll just be close. Their regular okay. season think... game was actually surprisingly close with Landry Jones. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but I think the Falcons Green Bay it has the potential to be probably the best game this season with a shootout, but it also has a possibility that one team blows the other one out. Maybe the Falcons don't get going or the Packers mm-hmm. don't get going mm-hmm. and the other team just lights them up. I think Steelers Pats has a higher chance of actually being close even the if I don't think the Steelers are going to like pull it out i think the steeler i think that game could be more competitive yeah i mean if i had a guess right now i'd say something like patriots would win like 34 27 or something like that sure that's sure. that's pretty pretty good guess i think that game's going to be a little bit lower scoring but not by much yeah maybe yeah, like 27 you know. 20 or something like that yeah 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 falcons falcons packers someone's going to be scoring high 30s i, I was going to say gonna yeah yeah the over under hopefully both teams should be around 75 <laughs> well i'm like i'm excited score. for that game a lot yeah we oh so do we do we want to do we want to do we shouldn't do picks yet we haven't even talked about uh you know cowboys yeah i mean cowboys. we, we talked haven't about even cowboys talked about packers Patriots. as gone on yeah that's I, true. We, this, is there really anything to say about the Patriots? They're in the AFC no. Championship for the sixth season in a row. Yep. It's, they've turned it routine. It's boring. Yep. We knew they were going to beat the Texans. Please lose. Where's the surprise? Who gives a crap anymore? Please lose. So let's talk about Cowboys Packers for a little bit more. Let's. Yep. Yep. But That game owned, had the best ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodgers shows how good you could be if you just cut family out of your life. <laughs> there was that. Uh, there was that saying the David Sedaris thing that again another friend of the podcast Trevor was saying is like if you want to be successful in life you got to pick pick three things and if you want to be really successful in life you got to pick one and it's like it's what it's like job money family love it's it's job love family health you got to pick two to be successful and one to be truly and one to be really successful and Rogers apparently just picked job so yep you know more power to them. Cowboys, I, I thought they were toast when they went down by several touchdowns. Cause so did I, honestly. Never, so did they I. never really had to play from behind this year. Nope. Like, even in the games where they lost, they weren't losing by that much. They never had to lean on Dak. They never had they never had to really abandon Zeke. They had to never had to lean on Dak. But Dak made the throws that got him back in the game. So we'd been talking about that yeah. for a while, and I, I'm gonna like I'm going to you know, cop to this personally, saying on the show, like, I think that when Dak Prescott has to play from behind, it'll fall apart, it'll be bad, whatever. He proved me wrong, which, you know... He proved more, me wrong, too. I, power I, to I believe I that Dak is that. genuinely good now. Yeah. I would like to see him versing uh, a defense that isn't the Packers' secondary. Yep. But that's honestly, like, the only little nitpick I could find. Dak, 
showed that he could play from behind, and I, I guess good for him. It was really impressive. Even I mean, honestly, even in a losing effort, he I, he yeah. led he led a game tying drive. He led a he led a game tying two minute drill. You got to spot him that at least. You yeah, know, he definitely uh, like he 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 acquitted himself pretty well. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't go out of this like if he had really bombed out. People were like, no. Now they can't trade Romo. They can't get rid of him. Dang. Yeah, like, yeah. The fact that he like made it. He like he could have won, and that it, they you know they came pretty much all the way back and tied it. You can't you can't hold that argument really. And like Romo's pretty much yeah. gone. And now the question is just where he's gonna go. I'm excited for that. It's gonna be the most fun off season guessing game of since Peyton Manning. It's, I can tell you where Romo's gonna go. Where's he gonna go? The Bears. Think he's gonna go to the Bears. I do. And it makes me mad. It's the kind of thing that the Bears would do. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't think the Bears would be that smart. The Bears. No, he's he's gonna go to a team. I I, I would have said Houston straight up if they didn't have so much money locked up. Locked up with Osweiler, sure, sure. That I mean, that would be the the most. I feel like the most thing. Yeah. The most obvious thing that's going to happen is he's somehow going to end up on the friggin' Broncos. I I mean, I don't know. Like, they invested that's, like a first yeah. round pick in like Paxton. Like, uh, it's, I mean, and plus, I mean, I guess their defense is still top flight and that window there is closing, but for, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to think that, especially with like a new coach, I have a hard time with them, with them being the Romo pursuer, I guess. Yeah. That's going to be a fun, fun drama to watch. So Cowboys Packers, Owned. Uh, Dak is good. Rogers is good. He went to Jared. Yep. <laughs> at the end. Of the- <laughs> uh, Great game. I hope we. I hope that's not the best game of the postseason. I hope one of the three be. remaining games is it, just as good or close to as good as that game was. I, I think. I think Packers Falcons will be a better game. I really do. I hope so. I. I hope that's the biggest shootout. It, it, it should I'm be. Excited if, for that game. It's listen. It's it's up to Rogers, and it's up to Rogers keeping like continuing to show up like he has. I think that I think that the Falcons have proved that they can consistently put up, you know, 35 plus points every game they play no matter who they play against. Uh, and and you know, something we haven't talked about now is the Falcons put 36 points on the Seahawks, whose defense is is really good even without, you know, Earl Thomas. So, I think I think the like I think this the... is a setup really interesting because both the two stud ride receivers, uh, Nelson Nelson's out. Yep. Yeah. And um, Julio Jones has a tough like turf he, toe or something. Yeah. Like that. He, so his, he his foot's kind of not one hundred percent. So he's not one hundred percent. So it's going to come down to number two wide receivers doing the thing. It's going to come uh, down to the Sanu canoe. The Falcons defense is probably better than the Packers defense. Yes. But I don't. Th- think the offense is quite as good as the Packers offense looks right now I don't know this is going this is setting up to be a really good game yeah yeah and I'm really excited to watch it I genuinely don't know who to pick I think what's funny is all three of us on this call probably have the exact same preference for the Super Bowl and that would be Steelers Falcons Steelers Falcons yes please yes please (laughs) I would love to oh my god see I think that would be a better I think that would be a better game than any of the other. One, it's not a rematch. If the yes. Packers, if the Packers go to the Super Bowl, there it's a rematch of either the Packers Patriots '96 or '90. Yeah, but at least that's like game. a far different cat. Like the Packer, the Steelers Packers yeah. rematch is basically the same quarterbacks. I mean, obviously, the, right? Yeah, yeah. The Patriots, the Patriots yeah. Packers ones. It's not brought Favre and Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I think we would all prefer Falcons versus the. 
Steelers. Because I, I think that'd just be fun to watch. Yeah, and for for a lot of the same reasons is is Atlanta, Green Bay will hopefully be fun to watch. Now that we've spent so much time talking about it, it's going to end in like a, a, a score of seven to three somehow. But you know, under normal so circumstances, I'd say the NFL is rooting for like Pats Packers, but. Uh, Goodell probably doesn't want the have to two weeks about the Flategate stories. If the yeah. Pats make it, yeah, yeah. Though I mean, honestly, to be, I'm I'm sure like behind the scenes, they like they they don't really give a shit about like Deflategate because it's like it's whatever's like drums up big press and gets people interested. I'm sure they're fine with even if it's like oh the NFL looks kind of silly for like the Deflategate stuff. I'm sure well, like maybe I, maybe Goodell might be annoyed by it, but I'm sure all the owners are like ratings. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, I think I think the biggest thing there is is Goodell and Kraft aren't uh, life partners anymore. So like that's that's the only kind of awkward complicating factor uh, for the NFL and the Patriots um, you know, making it all the way to or even winning the Super Bowl. There's the you big know. story today about now, like, Goodell's, like, not going to be a Gillette for the AFC title game, which, like, of course. I mean, obviously, he's, like, he's a coward right. for not doing it. But, like, who who honestly expected him to show up for that? So who do you guys think is going to win Pat Steelers? Uh, I, I'm Pats. I want, I'm, yeah, I think the Pats are going to It's, it's hard to pick Steelers against win, the Pats, but I think the Steelers can give them a run for their money. Yeah, I mean, the I Steelers do. are certainly capable of winning. I'll, 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 I'll give the Steelers, like, a good, like, 35% chance of winning, but... They're they're not going to be they're not going to do it with you know only scoring field goals. No, they certainly won't. So, yeah, no, they you, can't, you know, yeah, they're not. They can't. They can't have like a repeat of the Kansas City game. They need more of like a Miami game where they jump out with like yes. early touchdowns. And... That, yeah, they'll they'll have to. Yeah, they will have to get the lead early and I guess like not really sit on it, but just you know. Force. No, you can't sit on it with Brady on the other side. Right. You, you gotta just you gotta just keep keep, keep it going, them. keep it going, just keep gunning them. So honestly, I think both of these games could be pretty good. Yep. So yep. Maybe, maybe, maybe this weekend we'll have some good football. Mm-hmm. It's kind outside of- that. In these uh, final ten minutes or so of the podcast, I did want to talk about the Chargers because you have to. that happened after we recorded last week, and yep. that was pretty big news last week because it kind of came out of nowhere. Especially, it was just mm-hmm. late. Uh, was it Wednesday night? They they just suddenly announced, oh, Chargers are leaving for L.A. Chargers and everyone's like, wait, what? Now, yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> the very next day, they made the funniest mistake that a team has made, Oof. and they released and they that kept boring it. logo. They kept oh. making it. Oh, it was so beautiful. And then they said, then they, 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 they like, reneged on it. They said it was just like a like a template or some like oh provisional logo oh, her, her, her. yeah it's not an official logo it's more of a marketing logo and it's not canon there were some reporters that were saying that that logo had been worked on for like a year oh i'm sure it had it had I know. to have i'm been. sure it had but too here's the thing, like they don't need I'm... to change their logo it's just a bolt <laughs> no it's no. a lightning bolt you don't need to do yeah. you need to change it why <laughs> we need like some new brand for LA to get the fans excited. <sighs> so let's let's. I got a good idea. Let's immediately announce that we're leaving the fans, which to a city that doesn't want us, and the very next day release a new logo. That'll go over really well. well so and it did. Here's the thing: San Diego is about a like a three to four hour drive from LA. The move from San Diego to LA is not like there are going to be San Diego Chargers fans who like make the drive to LA to watch a few games. You know, obviously season ticket holders are not going to travel, but yeah. it's it's like 
the move itself isn't geographically all that huge. So why would you alienate your fans by doing something like that? Well, there's that? also the issue that San Diego kind of hates L.A. Well, right, like, for sure, San Diego of hate culture. So that they, they took that as a middle finger. But I guess, yeah, geographically, it it makes some sense. But every other way, it doesn't make sense, especially since it's the fact I've never seen a team move to a new city with such a poor reception yeah. from the receiving city. Yeah. Like every time a team is moved, usually there's a bunch of people who are upset, but at least the team, the city that's getting the team is happy. The yeah. Rams were, the LA was happy to get the Rams. Baltimore yeah. was happy to get the Browns. Indianapolis was happy to get the Colts. Like it's normally at least somebody's happy when a move happens. Mm-hmm. This seems like it made no one yeah, happy. There was already like, I mean, there was like at least pockets of Ram fans that had hung on throughout the years in LA. Yeah, there were still some LA Rams fans out there, for sure. Whereas like, there was, I mean, obviously like the Chargers had one time like 50, 60 years ago had been in LA. Like there's no, there's no Ram. And they all, also LA already has a team and it's like even debatably a one football team market. Having two is just sort of yep. crazy. Having yeah. two and having the second one not be the Raiders, who also have a leftover contingent in LA. Right. I will say the uh, one the one potential positive of the Chargers in LA is that they're playing in that like thirty thousand seat uh, arena, and I think that mm-hmm, could like yeah. actually be a kind of interesting like at f- game day experience. Like like, and it's probably going to be less expensive just because like demand's not going to be super great for them, and they're like the second team. So I think that could be like a interesting experiment in sort of like a game day atmosphere. I am going to be curious how that sort of ends up because that stadium is definitely small. Yeah. For, I mean, I think somebody said that it's smaller than three Texas high school football stadiums. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. It's it's tiny stadium for an NFL team. Yeah. So I think that like I don't think it's going to be like it's still 30,000 seats. It's not going to be like a small intimate gathering, but it's definitely a lot smaller <laughs> than any other like NFL venue. I am curious to see that. It's just so depressing because it seems like it's made nobody happy. Nobody. Nope. At all. Nope. Except for, I guess, Dean Spanos. And it's kind of depressing. Like, I I kind of respect San Diego for not not giving the Chargers the taxpayer money to fund a new stadium. Yeah. Because they couldn't really afford it. And I understand business-wise why Spanos left, but it's it's... Sad. The Chargers don't really belong in L.A. No, they, they don't. Can you imagine Philip Rivers living in L.A.? Yeah, no, he's like the biggest like cultural conservative, like possibly in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With his like eight kids. Yeah. Like, At least he, there's like he like endorsed intent- Rick Santorum for like maybe like yeah, president. Like, yep. Not the not in yep. 2016, but I think maybe 12 or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he doesn't. He didn't really jibe super great with with LA. You at least got enough space in San Diego to like have, you know, your own place away from away from all the Holly yeah, liberal least, elites. And San Diego, yeah, at least he doesn't have a too far a drive. He doesn't have to like live in LA. He can still live in San Diego without too much issues I guess. outside driving. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, do, it probably will make him more likely to retire sooner. Or change teams. There yeah, was, actually, there, was, that's, there were that's like very true. reports or at least rumors that like he was they, they were going to trade him to the Titans in like 2015. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not happening I now th- with Mariota, but like you know, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure I could, I could see I him think, like ending his career somewhere else, depending on what his contract situation is like. I think he said just recently somebody asked him, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll play for them." I think he said something like, "I hope the people in San Diego, when they watch our games, still go, that's our quarterback sort of thing." Yeah. Like, but it definitely, I don't think he's happy about the move to LA, and I think it's likely that he'll sort of retire quicker than he might have otherwise. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, for sure. I mean, it's not like he has to, like, his full-time home, like, wherever they're playing. It's, like, five months a year. Like, he can just sort of Yeah, that's that also team. true. And now he's not, it's not like he's from, he's from, like, Alabama. So, I'm, like, it's not like he has, <laughs> really has, like, roots in San Diego anyway. Yeah. He, well, I mean, he's got, like, eight roots there now. <laughs> <laughs> I, let's just assume there's a ninth on the way he, he at this really, point. He really has spread his seed, uh... All, all over, all over this country. He's definitely set up a, a garden mm-hmm. in San Diego. Yep, Chargers are gone. The logo disaster was really. Fun. I've never seen sports Twitter come together Everyone on something quite on as so well hard. as that did. Everyone, like there were minor league baseball teams dunking on the Chargers. Yep, yep, yep. that was really funny. What was your favorite dunk? My favorite dunk. Um, I liked I liked it when some logos just took their logo and stuck a bolt stuck on the it. the lightning bolt like on I, it. I liked sure. I liked it. I liked when SMU put the bolt on the end of the the horse on their logo. I I liked it when that one minor league baseball team was just like, "Hey, uh, Diamondbacks, how do you like our new logo?" And they just take the arrows, the A from the Diamondbacks logo and then put S. Yep. Yep. Because they're the aces. Yep. 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 That was that was. That was that was great dunk. Uh, but the best dunk was clearly uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning I was, going like, I was me and the Dodgers that. are just friends. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. <laughs> it was what? It was no. It was just like we woke up this morning with all these mentions, and we have to just clarify that that we're that us and the uh, us and the Dodgers are just friends. I like the Dallas Stars too. Uh, they Dallas Stars was pretty good. They yeah. they did a recolor of the Cowboys logo and were like, "Hey Cowboys, how do you like our new logo?" <laughs> 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 oh, it's just so bad. It was it's it's just so pathetic. And then the Chargers saw all of this happening. We're like, "Okay, what's the problem? All right, we're getting dunked on. Let's, let's just let's just take the MS Paint tool and recolor the logo to back to the original." <laughs> You know, back to powder blue and yellow. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's just like, you did, you did, you missed the point. You missed the completely. entire point. And then they went back to the, the. Then they just had it be Chargers in a bad font. After that, yep. They were like, okay, let's 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 try again. And then they finally kind of did a thing, but only kind of. That was really funny. I saw all the people commenting on how it looks like they stole the. Uh, the Dodgers logo and everything like that. And I'm sitting there and I felt kind of bad and I was laughing because I honestly, like when you look at the logo, if you divorce it from itself, I don't, I don't really think it was terribly bad. I thought it was mostly bland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like from a graphic design standpoint, I didn't hate it. I think a lot of the hate came from just the timing and the tastelessness of what, how they released it. Yes. Yeah. But as a logo itself, I thought it was very bland and safe at worst. And everyone's like, oh, they stole the Charger, the Dodgers logo. And I was sitting there like, that's exactly what they were trying to do. Right, yeah. I could guarantee you someone in the Chargers organization talked about brand synergy with LA. Yep, yep. 
So the logo, Ugh. it was, it was bland, sort of there, poorly timed release. It, I'm just bummed out. And the Raiders are probably going to Vegas. I that's at least that. like that's and at least I, like on brand the chargers in la is just yeah. sort of like what okay whatever at least like i'm like okay like the what i know of the raiders i can at least like it's not like they're moving to to steal a peter king t- favorite here wichita yeah <laughs> <laughs> or just like whatever and the raiders to vegas makes some sense and honestly i don't feel like the fans in oakland feel nearly as depressed about it as the San Diego fans. Like, it doesn't feel yeah like this betrayal like the Chargers felt like, well, sort of. It, the, it sort of makes sense. And Mark Davis is the poorest of all the owners. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, so you know, he needs that. It's money. not like Spanos, who, who could probably have come up with the funds to stay in San Diego. It, it kind of makes more sense for Davis, because Davis legitimately doesn't have the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Do you think the uh, Chargers new Twitter guy is going to find a P.F. Chang's in L.A.? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had I had a tweet that did some numbers where uh, like I I I added that like that tweet from like 2007 with like uh like the Google map of like the PF Chang's locations in LA, and I was like, do you like what you see, Chargers? <laughs> some people were suggesting calling them the uh, LA Changs. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I'm sure that won't be like a Redskins like situation. <laughs> No, not uh, not not, no, at not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Oh my god. Now oh, apparently god. now the Supreme Court is is hearing a case that that we the KSK wrote a post about it like, you know, in the waning maybe months or year before it shut down about uh, there was that um that group the Slants. Um Yeah, from Portland. Right, yeah. yeah. Some, so apparently some crappy apparently Indian Supreme band Court in Portland is hearing their case and that will impact like the law how it pertains to like the Redskins. Mhm. Yeah. So, so buckle up. We tune got in some, to see how that adds. some fun, like, legal wranglings are happening. We haven't had some good Redskins name drama in the past offseason, so it'll be fun to get back yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. Fun. That's always yeah, a good that's, lot. That, that, that uh, Washington Post um, survey, like, kind of put it to bed for a while. Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, well, it I guess they don't find it that offensive. Or at least they have other priorities. Yeah, they don't really care. Uh, they, they'd prefer to have, like, their land back yeah. instead of... <laughs> worrying about a football team name <laughs> so that was a divisional week unless you guys have another topic we can kind of banter about i think that pretty much wraps it up i just want the games to be good man i want the games to be good that's pretty I'm much where i am this- like people people rat like i'm obviously like i have a preference for the steelers to win but like i've had like sort of like fandom like drummed out of me <laughs> so much in like yeah. the last few years that i'm just like eh, as long as the game's good i don't really care that much I've been like I've been spending most of this entire week thinking of ways to fix football from like having having double dare style obstacle courses in the middle to like to like giving the other team a chance to dig dig like pitfalls into the turf the day before the game. It's it's make it's made me go a little bit crazy. Uh, and I'm I'm probably going to be talking about this next week. I'll have like a little segment where I'm like ways to fix football and make every game good, even if the game is bad. So just it, please, 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 for me. Is the first one just add alcohol on the field? <laughs> like one, 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 one. Just add on alcohol. Team. Yeah, add alcohol. Is, add alcohol is good. Add alcohol is good. Maybe the players. Maybe you. We, it's just maybe the coaches. We, I would love to see the coaches all have to all get drunk before a game. They should do that for the see Pro Bowl. Just how well they coach. 
They really should to see do that how, with the how long Bowl. it takes the players to just take over the own their own game. Yep, because the coaches don't make any sense. Yep, yep. I I would I would love that. I would also love the the variant that we talked about. Uh, we we have a a chat uh, where we kind of discuss the games. Uh, we talked about um, having a little Canadian twist on football, where uh, you have to have a moose on your team. One player on your team has to be a moose. So there are two meese <laughs> on the field at any given time. Any given time. Yeah. Um, so so that works too. Uh, you know, I'll have more ideas for next week on how to how to fix this game that we love. Um, but next week we'll probably have some free time because there's we'll only, only have two, two games, games to talk, talk about. about. And there yeah. won't be a game that following weekend. So for sure, we should. I'm excited for that. We should do we should do uh, coverage, uh, and I think we will do coverage of the skills competition and of the dodgeball game because i'm very excited for the dodgeball game yes the dodgeball game but yeah but that's that's all i got we should save it we should save that for next week absolutely so before we go uh xmasape how can we follow you uh you can follow me on twitter just at xmasape no punctuation or anything um mondays at least for the next few weeks until the season's over i'm doing the uh dumb football column advice sports um i also write for yard barker and sports on earth all right, Sam. Yes. What have you got going on? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grzezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S, on Twitch at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. I finally started doing that again. I'm, I'm trying my hand at speed running and realizing I'm really bad at it, especially when the game, it, it's a typing game, and, and it's hard to do that fast, even if you have over like 65 words per minute. It's not good enough. Uh, you can also follow me. I also write for Yard Worker. I do their NFL uh, recap weekly posts. And uh, I also have a weekly column on Wednesday about uh, kind of fandom. So check me out there. I'm Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Play Dave, on Facebook at the Play Comic, on Patreon, and of course on thedrawplay.com. Let's enjoy what football we have left, and we'll see you next week. Only three games make them count.